I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and you're listening to episode 116 of Aiden on Anchor, my own personal podcast where I talk about my life and yada, yada, yada. I'll be frank. I don't have much time. I got to go into work at like 7.15, and it's 6.33, so there's like a small window of time where I can record this Aiden on Anchor, and it's an important one and one that I have to get out because we're talking about the February 2023 Nintendo Direct, and oh boy, this is a good one. I know. Sometimes I can sound a little uh, lukewarm, a little uninterested in some directs. And to be fair, the past couple haven't been, you know, great. Uh, But there's always been some good moments in there, some highlighted moments. This one has some fucking bangers, bro. Some absolute bangers. We're going to start off slow. We're going to mention the small shit because similar to this direct, uh, there was about 10, 15 minutes at the beginning that didn't have much going on. But... As we're, as we're continuing, as we're talking about shit, we're going to get some big stuff. I'm going to tell you why it's important, give you some context behind things like I always do. We're going to be using this IGN article, which does not list everything announced in order, but instead just list it by importance, which is weird. I wish they would just list it in order. Whatever. Done complaining. So first up, IGN has this Samba de Amigo game. Now, what is Samba de Amigo? You like a little monkey with maracas? This is what I mean when I said the first 15 minutes was slow. You know, we got monkey maraca game. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, Samba de Amigo, believe it or not, was a uh, Sega franchise back in the sort of Dreamcast era. Um, They were doing a lot of rhythm games back then, and this was one of them. And uh, he's kind of a Sega mascot of sorts. In fact, in most like Sega All-Stars racing games or Sega All-Stars tennis they had like Samba de Amigo in there, and that was sort of my first introduction to the character. I don't think we've had like a game from Samba de Amigo since like the Wii era, but it makes sense because the Switch, Joy-Cons, uh, rhythm games like that just work pretty essential. And uh, they got a lot of weird modes. Like they had like a party mode where like the lowest score gets eliminated. Elimination like type modes in just any game I think is a good idea. So it's cool that like Samba de Amigos uh, adding it. It's called Party Central. And uh, releases in summer 2023. Will I get it? No. Is it cool to have like a long-standing Sega franchise back again? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I'm going to root for old Nintendo IPs and old Sega IPs and old Capcom IPs anytime I can. The, the more old series come back from the dead and get new shots at life at the Switch, the, the better. And there's a lot of that in this direct. Speaking of older games, Etrian Origins Collection brings the original three games. I've never played Etrian Odyssey. 1, 2, or 3, but now they're in HD, and now they're on the Switch. Seems like some dungeon-crawling games, which, uh, I don't know about you, sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a, a, a very busy game. Um, but we got all three of them coming to Switch, and you can buy them separately if you want. That's all I can say. I, I didn't know anything about Etrian Odyssey beforehand, so whatever. Then they showed that Bayonetta Origins game. Um, it's coming out in March. Uh, you'll you'll know if you like this or not, right? It's like a spinoff. If you want the real Bayonetta, go get Bayonetta 3. If you want sort of a prequel story, check this out. It seems to be another one of those um, kind of Last Guardian situations where you have like, you're playing a character, but you're also controlling like a giant beast and the beast does most of the work and you're just kind of like leeching off of him for a little bit. But there's upgrades and stuff and game looks cozy and everything. But uh, I don't know. I, I doubt I would play a Bayonetta prequel on Switch before I, you know, played 1, 2, and 3 also on Switch. A lot of Bayonetta love, though, so fuck it. Why not? We ball. Then we got an Octopath Traveler 2 demo. 
They thankfully did not spend a whole lot of time on this. I feel like a worse Nintendo Direct would have, just saying. <laughs> uh, the game releases on February 24th, so not too long from now. Then we got like a Disney Illusion game. The art style was pretty cute on this one. I like sort of the 2D look that they had Mickey and gang. Uh, but they keep making all these um, Illusion-themed games. Uh, I believe there was one on the Genesis that was like pretty good. But then they were like, oh, people like that one. What if we just made more Disney platformers with that name? Is They're weirdly nostalgia pandering, even in games, uh, Disney is. So it's very bizarre. Fire Emblem Engage got some DLC, a bunch of characters, Crom, Robin story mode i guess i don't know i've heard such mixed things about fire emblem engage of like the gameplay is so good the story is the worst anime trash i've ever seen and so it's like well you know i probably care more about gameplay in fire emblem but even i have like a tolerance for that type of shit and uh oof, I, I don't know if i'm brave enough to, to hop into fire emblem engage i'd more likely get three houses even though that three houses looks uglier and I heard the gameplay is not as good as Engage. Um, but I don't know. Not having obnoxious characters would probably be really nice. And the fan service, service stuff doesn't do anything for me, right? So Three Houses probably appeals to me as its own like original story. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got an expansion pass. This Direct, weirdly, now that I'm thinking back on it, had like a lot of DLC. Fire Emblem got DLC. Xenoblade Chronicles got DLC, Splatoon 3 gets DLC, and then they talked about like Mario Kart Wave 4. And it seems like all of them, other than the Mario Kart one, um, is separate DLC. Like you can't get it with the expansion pass, which is like, if you're gonna do these big ass DLC expansion pass type stuff, why not include it into the online expansion pass? As it stands right now, there's not like a lot of value inherently in getting it other than the retro games. Um, and so the Mario Kart DLC was like a cool little bonus. The Animal Crossing DLC is a cool little bonus. It would make it way more valuable if like all DLC was there. And I get it, you can't do it for every game, but Splatoon 3, you're already paying for online because you have to to like use a lot of the modes. Why not include the, the DLC in there? Maybe they do and I just didn't pay attention to it, but it didn't look like they said that. Uh, same for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I don't know. And each of them have like multiple waves and shit. Like remember when DLC was just like a one a one time thing? You know, you get one big content update. Now everything's gotta be in waves. You know, Mario Kart has waves, so these games have to have waves too as well. I don't know. It's bizarre. Okay. We've officially arrived in banger territory. All of that that I just said was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever, mid, mid. You know, who who gives a shit? Everything from here on out is bussin'. And I'm gonna start was something that made me nut, like internally, I, not publicly, obviously, but internally was kind of going through it. Motherfucking Advance Wars 1 and 2, Boot Camp is finally coming out. After all the delays, after all the war in Ukraine stuff, which is still going on, so I don't know why they changed their mind on it, Nintendo's like, hey, after the delays, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Boot Camp will be released on April 21st. It's actually coming out this year. Let's fucking go, gamers, okay? Advance Wars is good, and I'm tired of having to, like, convince people that Advance Wars is good. Go buy it. Go play the damn game. The first, the first one on GBA is a blast. This art style is gorgeous. They're including the whole ass second game in there and a bunch of online modes and stuff. Like, you owe it to yourself if you are interested in strategy games. 
like Advance Wars 1 and 2 are some of the best out there. Uh, probably not getting it April 21st because there's a lot of great stuff announced in here that I almost care about just a little bit more, but they took their damn time getting this damn game out. I would have got it last year if it was out, so whatever. I'm so excited. I didn't think they would actually do it or I thought it would have got delayed again. It's a bit weird that they're like announcing that it's coming out in April. With how long it's been delayed, you'd think the game would be finished by now. So it's weird that they're like, oh yeah, Advance Wars is back, but in April for some reason. Are they still working on this damn game? It got delayed like two times beforehand because they were still working on this game. And it's just, uh, it's nuts. But I'm happy. I'm happy that it's out. Banger. Banger edition. You know what also a banger? Pikmin 4 looks good. That first trailer, or the first teaser, honestly, didn't like tell me much about Pikmin 4, and I kind of wasn't like vibing with the art style as much, but they kind of gave us like a more in-depth trailer, and this one looked cool. You got like four different crewmates. Uh, the game looks a lot prettier than I thought it would have. The bosses look cool, and there's this little little cute dog guy called Ochi, and he, and he, he like carries Pikmin on his back so you can go across water, and he can fight enemies. And he's a little cutie. He's a little cutie. I'm not going to lie. I'm just happy for Pikmin fans. I have not played like any of these Pikmin games. Ethan has, and he says they're good. He likes three. He likes one. He likes two. I'm I'm happy for him that he finally going to get a Pikmin game, a new one on the Switch. They put out Pikmin 3 earlier, so that's a good thing. But Pikmin 4 is coming on July 21st, and this second trailer did a lot to kind of assuage my fears and make me uh, consider like, oh, okay, no, they're, they're actually trying on this. It got delayed so frequently. I mean, we heard about Pikmin 4 being in development like back in 2016 or something like that. So here we are in 2023. It's been 10 years since like Pikmin 3. It's cool that it's coming out and it's doubly cool that it's not getting delayed. That was the other worry, right? That, that other teaser looked so bare bones that the fear was like, oh yeah, this is getting delayed for sure. July, July 21st of this year. That is not bad. Not bad at all. Um, nuts, nuts. Okay. Another banger moving on. All right. <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, they don't even, like, properly transition it. It's just, like, one of those little slides, and it just says, Metroid Prime Remastered is here. And I'm like, what? Hello? Guys, they have been making rumors for a Metroid Prime Remaster since 20-fucking-18. I am not even kidding. When Metroid Prime 4 got it out, the first time around, this sort of idea of being like, okay, well, you can't put Metroid Prime 4 on a console with no other Metroid Prime games. It's like, well, there's the 2D Metroids. They're not the same thing. They are two very different flavors of Metroid in the same way that 2D Mario and 3D Mario, 2D Zelda and 3D Zelda are two different flavors, right? So there was these rumors for a long time, like, we're getting a Metroid Prime remaster. We're getting a Metroid Prime remaster. Uh, and for a while, it was like, we're getting all three games in a trilogy or whatever, and then they're just nonchalantly like, here's Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, by the way, it's digitally available today. They shadow dropped a Metroid Prime Remaster. Are you kidding me? Physical versions are coming February 22nd. So it's not long from now. Like, you know, wait a bit if you want the physical version. But like, this game looks so fucking good. If they were gonna do a Metroid Prime Remaster, my worry would have been okay, you're not doing the trilogy. You're only doing one game. Go all out on the remaster, right? Don't make this a cheap HD remake. This game looks so fucking gorgeous. 
they perfectly remastered the game and the art style and prettied it up. I, I kid you not, this is one of the best looking Switch games I have ever seen. And then they said there was going to be new dual stick controls, a uh, control option that'll recreate the original feel of the game. I'll be surprised if they don't also do like a gyro thing because on Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii, they gave like motion control options for the first two games. So you're going to have a different ways of controlling it as well. And I just feel so happy that one, we're getting GameCube games like remastered and revealed, which is awesome. And two, we're getting a Metroid Prime game before Metroid Prime 4, you know? We're getting a starting point, something that people can play now, get an idea about. And so when Metroid Prime 4 comes around, they get an idea of like, oh, am I interested in the game or not? Am I interested in the story or not? Obviously, it would have been awesome to have Metroid Prime 2 and 3. But with how damn good it looks, I'm almost kind of like, I'm almost convinced that like this was the right call because the effort that they put into it, that trailer, man, got me so excited. And the shadow drop, shadow dropping it to be like, hey, it's coming out digitally today. Fucking insane. Insane behavior. And then I got to talk about Legend of Zelda, right? You got to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. New gameplay trailer. You got Ganon controlling some dudes. He has voice acting, which I didn't think would be a thing. I thought he just would have been a fucking husk. And just didn't say anything and made like weird creepy noises. No motherfucker talks. He's controlling these new enemies. There's like rock dudes and uh, bacoblins with horns and shit. Everything looks a little bit more brutal. Everything looks a little bit more dark. And then when we got to the Link part of it, there's like vehicles and stuff. Like Link's using Magnesis and stuff and building these little vehicles. There's like a hovercraft and there's a car and stuff. And I'm happy that they're like having fun with it. I'm happy that like a, a Breath of the Wild sequel is getting creative and is getting weird and like trying new shit out. I'm not going to lie. The overworld still very much looks like the one from Breath of the Wild 1. We still didn't see much of the sky stuff or some of the newer powers. Uh, this was more of just like, here's a little bit more narrative. Here's a little bit more gameplay. And yes, it's coming out May 12th, 2023. Not long at all. Um, there won't be any hardware with it, like the first Breath of the Wild. So the, the theory about it being like a, a Switch Pro release or something like that's pretty dead in the water. We didn't get any other Zelda stuff, which I assumed. There were a lot of people being weird uh, leading up to the Direct talking about, oh, we're getting Wind Waker HD because it's the 25th anniversary or some shit. It's like, bro, where were you last year when I was talking about, hey, Tears of the Kingdom getting delayed. Now would be the time to do Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. But, but no. No, now you want to wait until the anniversary, months before Tears of the Kingdom come out? Zelda is a one-at-a-time thing, right? They work on a game, and they once they're close to announcing it, that's the focus. They don't want to dilute the brand. They don't want to put 15 Zeldas all out at once. It's like Link's Awakening gets a spotlight. Breath of the Wild gets a spotlight. Hyrule Warriors gets a spotlight. Age of Calamity gets a spotlight, right? So with 2023 being the Tears of the Kingdom year, they're not going to do anything Zelda-related until Tears of the Kingdom is out. There's a possibility later in the year after Tears of the Kingdom that they announce something like that. But I think more than likely, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD either come out in 2024 or not at all for the base Switch. Because again, I think we're still getting a new Switch model or something, a new console. Uh, the Switch is going to be seven years old, March of next year. So let that kind of sink in of how long the Switch has been going on. Tears of the Kingdom was one of the last things that was sort of holding that up. And uh, it's coming out May 12th as well. Um, 
Metroid Prime 4 was also another thing that was holding it up, and we still didn't get any information on that. But with the remaster, it kind of assumes to me that, like, okay, if they're confident in releasing the remaster now, that means Metroid Prime 4 is not too far behind. So to me, it was like a soft confirm. And then the last thing, and this wasn't the last thing they revealed. The last thing they revealed was fucking Zelda. But the one that means the most to me, NSO, is now getting Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games today, right now. And it's like, on the one hand, okay, this is beyond obvious, right? Twitter and the leakers and rumor people were all talking about like, Game Boy's coming. Game Boy Advance is coming. Look, we found emulators and kernels in the Switch when we hacked it and stuff. So, like, we knew this was a possibility. I knew this was a possibility. I predicted a while back that we were going to get Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff years ago. And then we got N64 instead, which was cool because I like N64 more. But, you know, it was always weird that they held off the Game Boy stuff. And now I kind of get it. Because they did Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance all at once. And the titles they picked for this are really fucking cool. Like, I think there's a worry that if you're doing like a Game Boy sort of a collection of all the best titles, that there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of like third-party versions of games that were already out on console that were just kind of like downgraded. So like, what do you, what do you, what games do you pick to highlight Nintendo's Game Boy era? So get this. For original Game Boy, we have Tetris, banger super mario land 2 the best 2d mario on the portable consoles legend of zelda links awakening dx which is cool because now we'll have the remake and the original uh, dx is also the color version so you get the color dungeon and the visual options and stuff gargoyles quest kind of a hidden gem game and watch gallery 3 is a little weird because uh, it's the only other game boy color game and there's like two other game and watch galleries they did not start with three i promise you but i don't know why they picked three alone in the dark the new nightmare Never heard of this game before. I'm going to be honest, but there's always a weird one in here, so that's fine. Metroid 2, which is awesome again. Like, Metroid people got love today. And think about it this way, right? In the mainline Metroid series, there are five total games. You have Metroid, uh, Metroid 2, Super, Fusion, and uh, Dread. And for a while, all we had was the original Metroid and Super Metroid. Through today's announcements, we're getting uh, Metroid 2 obviously. So now that's one, two, and three. And in Game Boy Advance, they didn't announce Metroid Fusion, but they listed it as one of the titles coming soon. So now we're going to get Metroid Fusion, and now we'll have Metroid Dread. You could play through the entire 2D Metroid line from beginning to end because of these announcements today. And you're getting a Prime game, and you're getting Prime 4. That's the power of the Switch. The Wii U had no fucking Metroid games. The 3DS had a bunch of spinoffs and a good Metroid 2 remake. That's it. That's it. You know, the Wii had like one Metroid game. Here, you were getting the entirety of the 2D Metroid line and Prime Remastered and Prime 4. If you haven't had the chance to play Metroid before, now is the best time ever, and it's so cool to see Nintendo supporting it and filling in like these sort of gaps in history with Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff is huge because there's a lot of franchises that have like defining entries on it but also starting entries when we go over to the game boy advance section you have minish cap banger super mario advance 4 which is just like a game boy port of mario bros 3 which is weird the first warioware game like banger kurokurokuren i know it looks stupid but i promise you it's very addictive it's a hidden gem uh, kind of a deep cut but a base cut mario kart super oh 
Never mind. Actually, this is trash. They put Mario Kart Super Circuit on there. That game ass. So, <sighs> a little unfortunate there. But then Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Banger. And then they tease the Oracle games, which I know Kyle's going to be super excited about. They tease the Pokemon trading card game, which I'm personally excited about. Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, the first Fire Emblem, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, Kirby Tilt and Tumble, Golden Sun. Like, outside of a certain pocket monster, you kind of hit a lot of the GBA, like, bangers the first time around. You hit a lot of the Game Boy bangers the first time around. And here's, like, my personal theory. There's a little Pokemon Day presentation coming up really soon where Pokemon likes to announce new stuff. And, you know, the focus will obviously be on, like, Scarlet and Violet DLC or a sequel game, you know, maybe a couple spinoffs here and there, talk about mobile stuff. I think, right, Nintendo kind of teased them up with this Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming to NSO. Wouldn't it be really cool if Pokemon in their own Pokemon presentation was like Generation 1, Generation 2, Generation 3? Bam. It'd be kind of fucking raw. And don't say that they've never done this before because on the on the eShop, on the 3DS, back in the day, they did Generation 1 and Generation 2 that had connectivity to the most recent games at the time. And it was so cool, and it was such a cool way to like celebrate the history of the series and the fact that they had modern connectivity. And I know it would be huge for people like Zach, who wants to play all the Pokemon games, who can't because he doesn't have a Game Boy. And it's either most people just emulate these things anyway, right? And so, like, what's Game Freak to do? Are they just gonna like? They could keep making remakes, but they've already done Gen One, Two, and Three already on the 3DS. They can't make money off it again. I think like the play here is to like put it on here. If not now, then certainly later down the road. I mean, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, the history of those systems cannot be told without Pokemon, right? They are such a big part of it. And so I feel like maybe with the Pokemon trading card game and some of the N64 Pokemon games getting added, which granted are more owned by Nintendo anyway, I'm hoping, hoping that these games either get announced at that Pokemon Day presentation coming up really soon or you know, later down the road. We'll see. Maybe they'll do one generation at a time, too. That would be fine. I don't need them all at once. So the wild thing, again, is they shadow-dropped all these Game Boy games. February 8th, today, you can play all these. And the way they've set it up is Game Boy, and by extension, Game Boy Color, they're kind of just combining them into one section, which I think is smart, are available for the base NSO tier, which is, you know, cool. Um, but Game Boy Advance is for the expansion pass. So remember how I was talking about they need to add more value to the expansion pass. More retro games are a good thing. I'm still going to get enjoyment out of it. I wish they focused more on the online. I wish they would focus more on DLCs. But if you want a path to my heart, you know, older retro games is kind of the way to do it. So I don't know. I'm super excited. I will be playing a lot of these. I might even be streaming a lot of these. Another like banger announcement in a list of banger announcements. I didn't even get to talk about the fact that IGN didn't even put it on here. They're making a new Professor Layton game. Like, hello? And it also looks gorgeous as well? I don't know. I know some people are going to be disappointed that there was no Metroid Prime 4, which in my opinion they kind of already touched on. I know there are going to be people who are disappointed that we didn't get like a huge-ass 20-minute uh, Nintendo Direct focusing on Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm kind of of the mindset that they've shown so little so far uh, and that it comes out so soon, I kind of just want to be surprised. 
Breath of the Wild is a game that is built on its surprises. The less you know about the game, the better it'll hit. And so I kind of like at this point, they've kind of missed their boat. I kind of don't want to like hear a shit ton of information about it. And so I was actually pretty happy that in this Nintendo Direct, they showed like a little, a little bit more teaser, opened it up a little bit more, gave me a bit more of an idea, but didn't go full hog wild spoiling shit. I think that's, that's best for everybody. And then they're, you know, they're people who were unreasonable. Like why, why wouldn't there be another Mario game? You know, like it would have been based for Odyssey too, but we have a thousand Mario games, you know, why wasn't there a 3d Donkey Kong? I don't know. Cause they hate Donkey Kong. I, I think we could get some Donkey Kong related stuff in the future. Who knows? Um, but like, if you're just the type of Nintendo fan that only likes Mario and Zelda, again, I don't think this direct is going to appeal to you, but guess what? Like Nintendo as a brand is more than just Mario and Zelda. And this was one of those directs that I've talked about like thousands of times before where they're highlighting these smaller franchises that have always been a part of Nintendo's history that have always made an impact on smaller consoles or didn't have a good marketing strategy or never sold well. And they're giving them a chance to succeed and improve and in the end, I think, if they do well, we get a lot more variety in a console's lineup and in the console's release schedule. And I think that makes it better for everybody. Because if you have a console like the Wii U and the only thing you can play on it is Zelda remakes and Mario games, well, then it makes for a very boring console. You know? We need genres. We need series. And the Switch, the further the, we've gone with it, the longer in the tooth we get, the more like exciting and just sort of old favorites keep coming back in new and fresh ways. And not all of them are, are like great. I think that train Odyssey kind of looks a little cheap. There's some of these RPG remakes that come out of fucking nowhere. It's like who asked for this. Right. But like Pikmin coming back and get game boy stuff. We got a GameCube remaster that got shadow dropped. What's to say, what's to say we don't get like melee in the future. You know, what's to say we don't get another Luigi's mansion in the future. They've already done Mario Sunshine, right? Like, why not go through that GameCube library? So many of those games are stuck on there. And now one of the best is on Switch in year seven because they fucking can because the system makes so much money. I just think that's really cool. But those are my thoughts. I loved this Direct. This was fantastic. I'm still excited about the Battle Network collection too. Forgot to mention that. Still excited about that weird dog and deer game. Kind of looks raw. February 2023, Nintendo Direct gets an A plus from me. Let me know what you thought of the direct. Social medias and stuff down below. Let me know what you thought of the Satan on Anchor. I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye.